Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, friends. Greetings and welcome to another episode of The Daily Dose. Today is Monday, November 1st, and our episode title today is Baal Peor. Let us invite the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we want to thank you once again for your many blessings. Thank you, Father, for continuing to keep us and bless us the way you have. Be with us now, we pray. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so we can have the spirit of understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, the children of Israel are given a bit more of a history lesson to function as a reminder of the past and of whatever spiritual and practical truths that they ideally should learn from it. Let us read Numbers chapter 25, 1 through 15. What happened and what spiritual and practical truths should the people have taken from this fiasco? Numbers chapter 25. And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor, and the angel of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people, and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses, and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent, and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. And those that died in the plague were twenty and four thousand. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, hath turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them that I consume not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Wherefore say, Behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace, and he shall have it, and his seed after him, even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God, and made an atonement for the children of Israel. Now the name of the Israelite that was slain, even that was slain with the Midianitish woman, was Zimri, the son of Salu, a prince of a chief house among the Simeonites. And the name of the Midianitish woman that was slain was Kozbi, the daughter of Zur. He was head over a people and of a chief house in Midian. However uncomfortable we are with the stories of Israel wiping out some of the pagan nations around them, this account certainly helps to explain the logic behind the command. Israel was to be a witness to the pagan nations around them of the true God, the only God. They were to be an example to show what worship of the true God was like. Instead, by adhering to the pagan God around them, they often fell into outright rebellion 
against the very God whom they were to represent to the world. Though the phrase to commit harlotry often has a spiritual meaning in that Israel went after pagan gods and practices, see Hosea 4, 12 to 14. In this case, the language and the rest of the story suggests that there was sexual sinning, at least at first. Here again, Satan took advantage of fallen human nature, using the pagan woman to seduce the man who obviously allowed themselves to be seduced. No doubt, the act of physical harlotry degenerated into spiritual harlotry as well. The people involved eventually got caught up in pagan worship practices in which Israel was joined to Baal Behor. That is, they somehow became attached to this false god and even sacrificed to it. Despite everything they have been taught and told, they were willing to throw it all away in the heat of passion and lust. How could this have happened? Easily, by hardening their consciences with the first sin, the physical one, they were ripe for falling into the latter one, the spiritual one, which must have been Satan's ultimate goal. They had become so debased that, according to the text, one man brought his Midianite woman right into the camp itself, right before Moses and before the people who were weeping outside the tabernacle. Our minds and bodies are intimately linked. What affects one affects the other. What can be learned from this story about how dangerous indulgence can be to us spiritually? Once we become indulged in sin, it is difficult to control our minds going forward. Our conscience becomes seared or burned and the lust and desire of sin consumes us. I trust you learned something from this lesson. Let's meet again tomorrow when we will review the next episode, Cleave to the Lord your God. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for these lessons. We ask, Father, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. So, Father, when tempted, we can make wise decisions. In Jesus' name, amen.